Hi, you are listening to Mobile Couch, and this is episode number 92. So, this week, wait, what was last week's episode? (laughs) (laughs) I'm just trying to think if we had anything from last week's episode to go over. It was my one, and it was on... Highway to Delete Town, it was notifications. Yeah. I didn't think we got anything. No, we didn't get anything. I didn't get any notifications about last <laughs> week's episode. So I guess we'll just do this week's episode. And this week I've prepared, I've I've very gone in depth and prepared like a massive set of notes of no notes, there are zero notes for, for an episode this week. Okay, Jelly. Well, I've been busy, Ben. I've been busy. Mm. I mean, it was a iOS 10... Submit your apps now to launch day. Yeah. To go on launch day. So. And that that was and then they got launched last week, so it's been pretty pretty busy. Mm. And I'm, I'm I'm going on holidays. And you're going on holidays. Yeah. There's holidays. It's terrible time for holidays, like immediately after launch. No way, that's the best time. No, Just because... assume it's perfect. <laughs> and go like Done my work. I'm clocking off. What what even is support for users? Yeah. What even is? No, they support themselves. That's what forums are for. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Right? right. Yeah. Do you have forums? I don't have forums. I do have a Slack channel for the beta testers. Oh, that's that's the modern and version. I've, They'll I've just talk to themselves. I've definitely seen a little bit of like inter inter communication yeah. of like totally how to like, get around bugs. I mean the the pocket cast beta Slack. And they just like all solve their own problems themselves. Oh, yeah. It's like, it's like it's clever, clever who, system who, that one. Who even needs to be involved in that? Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've definitely seen a little bit of that. I, I'm probably going to have to do a little bit of support stuff while I'm quote on holidays. No need, man. It's perfect. Whatever you shipped, I'm sure it's bug free. I, I feel like it is more solid than previous, like some of my previous efforts. So that's always a good thing. Perfect. The perfect reason to go away. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to pretend that it's going to stay that way. <sighs> anyway, so today I I I don't have like a massive set of notes like I normally would prepare, mm-hmm. but today I, I I thought we could go a little bit into like laying out your views because there's a lot of different ways that you can do that. Yeah, and obviously like you know we've had talks about storyboards before and how I dislike storyboards. Yep, uh, and. So I thought that maybe we could go a little bit into like laying out stuff. And as a bonus, you've been doing a lot of Android yes. recently and you have Android experience. So you could kind of talk a little bit about how Android does it and how that's different to Yeah. Sounds good. To iOS. So let's start let's start at the beginning. Okay. At the very beginning. In the beginning there was, there was some ones iOS, and zeros. There was iPhone OS one. Yes. Or, you know, technically two, because you can't really lay out anything on iOS 1. Yeah, when did we get apps? Two. Two. Okay. And iOS 2 kind of brought that, that we kind of started with that with frames and rects and yep. center and bounds. And I think uh, the, auto, the auto resizing mask. Yes. Yes. Springs and struts. Yeah. That is the name. I don't understand why that's the name, though. Because it was meant to be. You either are putting a spring on oh, right, between what, the... It could be like flexible or it could be like always. Yes, that's the struct. Right. Yeah. I, I could be completely wrong about this. But this is how <laughs> I always understood it. You're either tying your thing to like something else with a spring or you're putting a, a struct in your thing to like, this is as small as it can ever get, right? Because then it's going to hit the 
the solid thing or it's going to hit the outer solid thing. Right. And that's because, I guess, because of the fact that they've got, you've got the flexible margins and the flexible size. Mm. Well, yeah. they started back in Mac OS land. Yeah. Where you could like drag your window around and it could be any size, really. Yep. So, yeah. And it really only affected you so much like at that, at early, in the early days because you would rotate. Because there was no other yeah, size that's screen. True. There was literally no other size yeah, screen. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I about that. And yeah, rotating could, could do things. Mm. 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 Do things. That's the technical term. Yeah. And I like I don't know, I still I still enjoy using this like that same thing today. I think that's partially because I've been developing for that almost that yeah. long. I've definitely moved on. But I still I still quite enjoy using using Rex and stuff and I know that people will be like, What? Oh my god. Like Yeah, I'm one of those people. But <clears throat> I guess it's partially because I mean, for a while there, early like in the early early uh, auto layout days, it would like there was quite a bit of um pa- like power required, like you know time required to yeah, in order to slow. compute auto layout stuff. <clears throat> and it still is slow if you've got self sizing cells like table view cells yep. with auto layout, and it's like kind of a heavy complex layout. Yep, you're not getting your sixty frames on scrolling. Yeah, so I mean, I I I mostly use the 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 Rex and stuff, and so the way that I do it is typically if it's a a relatively easy because I mean I don't lay out any of my views using even storyboards or anything mm. right? like I don't use zip nibs or zibs or storyboards or anything graphical which is kind of weird considering that I am part designer yep but I lay out all my views and all of the sub views and stuff using using code and typically I'll set up you know either the initial frames and the Maybe the um, auto resizing mask. Yeah. Which is a lot easier now with Swift. Is it? Ironically, yeah. Oh, um, I haven't actually done it. So previously... Yeah, I just use auto layout. <laughs> so the old school way was that you had to like... If you were setting an auto resize mask, it's a mask. So it's you a can, bit mask, you right? Have to, like you have to use a bunch of different values. And they're all really long. Okay, yeah. It's something along the lines of UI view, auto resizing, mask, flexible, gotcha. something. And then do you like or them all together or something? And yeah, you would used to, used to like or them all together. And now what you do with them is that you uh, is you use the dot no, dot notation, yep. so it's just flexible some dot flexible something. Yeah, cool. um, which is a lot com- more compressed. Yeah, especially because you probably got autocomplete much easier if you know the first bit. You just hit dot. It's yeah. like oh yeah, I want that one. Yeah, so it's quite quite easy. Sometimes I require more complex stuff. Usually, usually in those situations, I use I quite heavily use um, my the methods that are on UI View Controller. Yeah, View did layout subviews and View will layout subviews, mm-hmm. um, which I can basically use to set my Rex to whatever they're supposed to be at that point in time. Yep, which is actually quite yeah. easy. The benefit of using those methods for that sort of stuff is that animations happen just by magic. Yeah, because usually they will get called if they get called inside of an animation block, which they will typically do. Get done. That'll typically happen when you like you know rotate or yeah. whatever. They'll um they'll animate to that you know oh, new cool. size and stuff. So rather than sometimes rather than using those like flexible margins or whatever, mm-hmm. setting your frames inside of that will give you the benefit of. So where <coughs> these days I think. That method of doing the recs and the maths and putting all your centers and stuff falls apart. Yep. Is you just can't think of all of the 
So back in the day, it wasn't too bad because you're right. It was just like the phones were all the same size and you rotate and that was about it. But these days, there's just so many permutations of things. And I think the one that always gets people, and this might be a good test, is the double height status bar. Mm. Yep. Um, and now as well, if you're on, if you're doing iPad stuff, you've got like the split screen. Oh, yeah, the split screen is fun. And like a lot of that stuff comes for free with auto layout. So Dub- double height status bar is the hardest one still, but mostly it works with auto layout and it doesn't work with people who haven't done auto layout. So I can guarantee you right now, sitting right here in my chair, that the version of GIF wrap that is on the store right now supports both the double height status bar and the split view stuff on, cool. on the iPad. Someone please test that and send in the results. <laughs> I've actually done tests for that because I, okay, I, 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 I did some work over, with this release to deal with the keyboard. Yeah, right. Especially on iPad because the keyboard on iPad, in GIFRAP, most, most of the views, especially on iPhone, the keyboard doesn't matter because I've got it set so that when you scroll, yeah. it dismisses the keyboard anyway um, because... Like the search yeah, field goes nice. away, so you. It's, I've it's noticed nice. that actually. Yeah, but on iPad with the split view stuff, sometimes the keyboard will be in another app, ah. and you get a notification. You do keyboard get a notification for when it's on it. Yeah, yeah. So it's uh, UI keyboard will show and yeah. notification and did hide notification, and those notifications give you the frame of what the keyboard is going yeah. to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you can, you know, animate, do an animation to that frame. It also gives you the duration and yeah. curve so that you can set it you up in the old school yep. yeah, animation um, methods. I still think it's no good. Like the keyboard stuff in general is just the hardest thing to, it should be so much easier. Oh, it than, should be way easier. Like, why well, can't I set a you constraint can't, you can't it? even well, You can't even like get a, like get the keyboard current frame without yeah. having those notifications in the first place. Yeah. So if the keyboard shows when you're not on screen, maybe you'll get a notification. Like Android just does it so much better. You can choose your, I guess it's keyboard strategy. Yep. So keyboards either resize the whole app. So if the keyboard comes up, the app kind of shrinks, or you can say it's over top, or you can say, I can't remember the others, but there are others, right? There's like, you pick the one that makes sense to you and then you can constrain your, layout yeah and it takes into account the keyboard none of this crazy like yeah recalculating should, based on a notification your bottom margin that should just bottom move, margin right? you get in auto auto layout yeah. should move to make like make room for the keyboard yeah if it like i i haven't dealt with margins and keyboards but it, if it doesn't At least last time i dumb. checked it doesn't it's still you've got your nice auto layout set up and you're still catching those notifications so the to, way like work out what to do so the way that i do it I did it in, especially in this release, and it works with the current, like works with the the status bar on iPhone because mm-hmm. it's got to work with everything. It, there's two levels to it. If you're in GIF wrapped and you select the search thing in the library or whatever, the search thing in the library is in the notification in the navigation bar. Mm-hmm. So you can scroll all the way up and down. It doesn't dismiss if you want to, if that's the thing that you want to do. So the bottom of the Scroll view has to make room for the keyboard, yeah, so that it ends at the keep where the keyboard comes up to. Yeah, that's being done by listening to those notifications on the uh, on the essentially the UI view controller, and I set my own bottom margin that everything else kind of listens to. Yeah, and update that, and then move it back when it's yeah goes away, 
or when you select, you know, when you move to a different app, which might be in, you know, on the other side of your screen in this case. When you select, so let's say that you're in messages Mm -hmm. for whatever reason, you've got GIF wrapped open right beside it. Yeah, I can see how that would happen. (laughs) You you might not need it anymore, but, you know, uh, to each their own. Let's say that you, you know, select your, you know, enter message field in messages and your keyboard comes up. And then you want to like you know, look around in GIF wrapped maybe mm. um, without dismissing the keyboard first, which is a thing that you can do. You can that can stay selected while you you know mess around in, okay. in a different app, as long as you don't like you know select the keyboard in the app. Yeah. But if you want to like scroll through your library or change tabs, mm. right, you should be able to do all those things while yep, the keyboard yep. is selected in another app. So the thing that I did with GIF wrapped is that I. I I I set up this a similar thing to what I've got in my UI view controller on uh in like a custom UI window and I update the frame of the UI window to make room for the keyboard. And so that way not only do are you able to like scroll but the tabs will show up beside yeah. above the keyboard so that you can tap around in oh. them. Wow. Yeah. Fancy. I know, right? That is very fancy. It's nice because it animates. See, on Android, that would have been no extra work because you would have just said resize my whole view. Yeah, well, that's just. And it would have just. It would have as been as if that app was that size. Whatever the remaining window size is, yep. your app would have just thought it was that size. Yeah, I, I, had to, I had to actually do it. And it's. So you might get it wrong. Is the other is the other problem because the keyboard notification doesn't give you just the keyboard's like end frame, yeah. which is what you would theoretically be like. Yeah, that's obviously that's what I want. It's not necessarily quite so obvious because some, okay. because you get both the end frame and the beginning frame and the bounds. I think, which is weird. Like, why is that? How does it work if they split the keyboard? You know, an iPad, you can pull your keyboard up. I don't think up. you can do that anymore. Oh, really? So I, I've, I was testing. I know you used to be able to do that. I got to admit, I don't look at iPad very much. So I was testing on my iPad Pro, hmm. and for those who don't know, I've got like the giant iPad Pro. You do because giant, everything has to be giant. And if I go into like an app where I can select the keyboard, right? There's, the keyboard n- there's no like draggy so thing. You can't drag anymore. So I Can't look. Yeah, it's definitely not there. So it just like quietly went away. Unless it's just not available on this iPad. iPad Pro. Which seems weird because like this would be the iPad where you would really want it to be available. Yeah. So I don't know if it's gone away completely. I haven't I definitely haven't like done anything special for it. I don't think anyone used it. I know that when you what have What about in portrait? Oh. Alright. Yeah, it's not there. I feel like the the frame would just be set to like off screen, which maybe would be fine. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I did. I did. I th- the only kind of thing that I did to try and get around this, because the frame that it gives you is not really particularly useful, because it gives you the keyboard frame. Okay. So the keyboard frame starts like you know midway down the screen, and then has the height that would give you like the rest of this effect- effectively the rest of the screen. Okay. It fills out the um the keyboard and does that include the you know you can add an accessory view yeah that does that includes yeah. that That's anything good. that is attached to the keyboard um gets included in that and the way that i determined how high my uh like when the keyboard was active was i checked to see if the, the origin of the keyboard plus the height of the keyboard was equal to the height of the 
screen, I think. Okay. How would that work in split screen? Because it's still going to be the height of the screen. I guess so. It's a risky play, though. No, it's still going to be the height of the screen. This the for the now. Split... Yeah, well, I don't have to like you. Know, I don't know. Screen you... is out. Like anything to do with UI screen, main screen bounds. That's pretty much gone these days. This is like back in the day where everyone hard coded the height of their screen. So this is no, I, I I don't not saying I don't that you hard code any <laughs> numbers. There's no totally. numbers that are hard coded. Everything is like you know is like. Like reference from like a, something. Yeah, it's reference from a variable uh, somewhere, or it's like a you know what, an Apple variable, not my yeah, own yeah, variable yeah. that I set, but it, or it's like a, a like a an algorithm effectively to determine at that number. Nothing, nothing is like hard coded numbers. That would be horrible. I mean, the height, the split view is never is never like horizontal. You never split yeah, no. anything horizontal, so you can always determine that the height is for now. For now. The full screen, so I can rely on that for the for the moment. Yep. I don't know how you would split the full screen with also a keyboard. That would be crazy. That's what Android does. Really? S- splits horizontally or vertically? Whatever the one is. Horizontally, right? Is it'd that be, what you would it'd say? It would be split horizontally. Yeah. Like, as in, in portrait view, you can have a split straight across the middle. Yeah, okay. That's weird. And you can also adjust the where so that you... split is. Really? Like, like, as a user, you can drag it? Yeah. Oh jeez. On phones. So I I mean I guess that would probably wouldn't be that bad because if my screen is given as the height of my split view, like that's my screen height? No. Ah. Oh. This is the same as iOS. So UI screen main screen still gives you the full full screen. Yeah. There's so, definitely ways to get the, the I mean, current height of your yeah. your app rather than the full screen. So it might be that I get the the height of the window. I I'd have to look my code up and check mm. it, but the screen height and the window at the moment are basically the same. It's only the width that changes because yep. of the split. But I check that because, and hopefully, theoretically, not that I've ever actually been able to like check this, uh, if there is somebody that can use the split keyboard, uh, it will, yeah, uh, cool. it'll, it'll like you know <laughs> snap back to the bottom because it realizes that the keyboard is showing but is not like normal. I guess. Yeah. But yeah, the doing doing it that way. So doing it with the like changing it so that one version changes effectively the height of my app and one version just changes like the margins for like scroll views and stuff works pretty well actually cool cool so these days i don't even really use auto layout i use auto layout as my backup to stack views which are just the best i do like stack views. it's all stack view these days you just stack view everything until it's like ah i can't stack view anymore i'll have to use auto layout now like a caveman so all of my <laughs> apps, all of my apps now are like iOS nine and above, which means go. I can totally use stack views and everything. You can, and in fact, I do. They're a little buggy in Storyboard still, really? unfortunately. Yeah, it's kind of annoying because it puts like I've been trying to convince everyone at work that stack views are the we we use stack views first. If stack views fail, we use auto layout. Like that's the rule, <laughs> basically. Right? Wow. Jeez. Um, well, I mean, that's that's effectively what stack views are, right? They're just that was like the magic, theory. magic auto layout. Like I swear, I remember Apple saying that that's that that's what they want the rule to be. You try stack view first. If you can't do it in a stack view, then do manual auto layout. Yeah. But almost everything goes in a stack view, like until you get to like custom weird stuff. But anyway, but yeah, in the storyboard, they're still a bit. A bit dodge. So, like, if you drag a label in, it will kind of look right, but it will have warnings everywhere saying, like, you know, this is ambiguous or whatever. And that's just annoying because now your project has warnings in it. 
And there is like some workarounds that I've discovered. Yep. But they're only temporary until you touch it again. This is like the old school order layout again, where you you finally got it right. And it's like, no, nah, we can never touch this again. <laughs> like none of this. Well, actually, this is what stack views were meant to solve, right? So you finally yeah. got your like intensely complex order layout thing all constrained. Yeah, all constrained. And your designer comes along and goes, hmm, looks good. Let's move that one to the top. And it's like, no. Or, or, or worse, you know, Apple release a new, you know, a new size screen and you're like, oh crap, I've got to deal with this all over again. Well, hopefully, like, hopefully <laughs> the screen size doesn't matter. That's why you did this yeah, complex but, you know, constraint. Like, you know thing. what I mean? Like it, it, but you the, know, changes in yeah. some fancy way. I guess that one's less common, but totally designers coming on going, I like it. Yeah. Yeah. But fair enough. We're going to move the third row to the top and it's just like, ah, Ah, just the click reset, reset so, all. So the warnings that you're getting, what are they? Are they like you know? Ah, it'll say like the, within your thing, this label, like, yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah this okay. label has an ambiguous frame, or this label will have a different frame at runtime. Yeah, because you still need to set like height and width constraints on those. No, technically, the, kind of. The idea is so width the stack view. Um, so stack view has like modes. Yeah, I know. So you yeah. can, if you had say a vertical stack view, so yeah. we wanted a vertical stack view of labels. Yeah. There should be no constraints for that, except for um, constraining the stack view itself. Like you got to pin the stack view to something. Because stack views also have like uh, the the um, the width option, mm-hmm. like so you to got fill. fill or center. Yeah. And so if you have stuff centered, which I do r- relatively frequently, y- you need to have a width of not necessarily. So you can have your intrinsic content size right. That label will just resize itself. This is p- pretty much purely for labels or image views, like things that can size themselves. Yeah, okay. Where they're like, okay, this is the size of the, yeah. the image. So theoretically, if you wanted a list of labels, like just a straight up vertical list of labels that all size to their content. So yeah. like this one might have 10 lines and the next is one line. Shouldn't matter. That's what's where stack views should excel. Like that is the perfect use case. Except if you do that in a storyboard, you'll get warnings all over it. It will still work. Yeah. Like you'll run it. It will do exactly what you thought it was going to do. It's just now your project has warnings in it. It's really annoying. I got to work around. Uh, just click one of those labels and like change its number of lines, like just back and forth. So go like zero to one and it will go like, cool, I'm good now. Will it stay there or do you have to do that again? You have to do it again when you add something to that stack view again. Oh, okay, cool. But if you don't touch it again, it it will stay warning free. Just just, just so yeah, just go it. and just go and toggle something. <laughs> like I find the line one works well. Yeah, just like toggle toggle that. Go back and forth. Like you don't yeah. actually have to change anything. You go yeah. back to what you want, what it, you to want be. it to be. But um, just the act of changing it to that will make those warnings go away. Yeah, so and only... apparently it's not fixed in Xcode eight. I've been told. Oh, I haven't really? tested myself yet. Oh. which was annoying. But anyway. I don't, I don't think I have. Stack views are awesome. And you can also put stack views in stack views. I think the max is eight. I haven't actually tried that. I saw someone saying there is a limit, but you can go nuts. So the common one is... I have a stack view here and it doesn't have any warnings. Nice. And it also has an image that doesn't have like constraints. constraints. Do you have any constraints in it though? Did you go and constrain some of those labels? Because I think if you add constraints... I don't think so. That works too. It's like maybe... I think there's maybe a constraint on... I don't know why... Why are they even there? <laughs> <laughs> this is like the one storyboard that I have in any of my projects. <laughs> and I'm like, what? <laughs> anyway, yeah. So you can constrain things in the stack view as well, which helps sometimes. Yeah. Especially if you've got some things... Like you've got fixed width, fixed width, fixed width, take up the rest of the space. So it you looks like that. I have... This is other that I'm looking at right now. 
because I just so happened to have this open on my mm-hmm. on my desktop. And so other when you have nothing selected, when you don't have a person selected as your other, yeah, um, it has a welcome message, right? And that welcome message has an image with a then like a title that just yep. says welcome, and then a little bit of text to tell you what you're supposed to be doing right now, and then a button. Yeah, it's a perfect case like for a that's stack normal, view. That's a fairly standard stack view kind of thing. The button has a height constraint. I think it's because the button buttons typically like are like all squished up and they're just yeah. as high as the text line. Yeah, that's right. No, that's so I've correct. made it a bit bigger. Yep. And the height, there's a view. There seems to be a view, like a just a mini view that is like got nothing in it. Doesn't even seem to have a height. In fact, it has a constraint to say that its height is zero. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> You've done some work around for something. I've Maybe you were, you had like something. heaps of warnings, and you're like, "What is with these warnings?" I don't know. I'll check a heightless view in. <laughs> oh, it solved it. <laughs> yeah, nice. But you can go and look at that because that's on that's on GitHub. Yeah. So anyway, want. stack views are the way to go. That's how I lay out my views or attempt to. I've been using a lot more stack views recently. You can use them in code too. That works. Yeah, I love using them in code. I mean, yeah. that's where I use them. And in fact, I don't have all the problems with like you know, yeah, sticking stuff you in wouldn't. there and having warnings. Because they just work at runtime. Um, GIFRAPT, I think now has uses a stack view for the messages, like the messages that you get behind, like if you know, if something is empty or if you don't have, like if you do a search, you get yeah. the results. Whatever you see there is now a stack view. Oh, I changed that recently because cool, it's, cool. it's essentially like the same thing as this. It's an image and then a title and then a bit of paragraph of text and then a button in some cases. So it's like perfect stack yeah, view perfect. kind of thing. Um, so many things are perfect stack view. I like have, when you look at them, you're like, oh, this is a, a stack. Like not every row has to have the same amount of columns and stuff. I think that might get some people. Yeah, because so well, you, you can use stack views in stack views. Exactly. So your top row might have a profile picture and a name next to each other and then all the other rows are just full width like that's totally yeah fine well i mean i mean so this this stack view here like you can't see it from from where you're sitting but there is actually a stack view in the stack view because those two labels i was very specific about like the the amount of space that i wanted between them yeah and it needed to be different to the space between it between like the text and the stuff around it yeah cool uh and so it's another stack view and so it's like another stack view because you can't set like special like you know yeah. i want this amount of space you know. Annoyingly, on Android, it's the opposite of that problem. Oh, you can't just set like a global every, spacing. Like a global spacing. Yeah. And this this thing that I've been working on f- again for other this uh, a new feature like a widget thing. That's two stack views. Lovely. Or five stack views. One yep. horizontal and one for each of the vertical bits. It's yep. just like a row of icons with a bit of text underneath each one, and those are a a horizontal stack view and then a bunch of vertical ones to give that layout so i mean and the benefit is is that like of that is that i can then if i want to futz about with it later like if i don't know if that changed to being like a vertical view Mm. all of a sudden i can make those i can switch between like the horizontal and the vertical easy and just it would be rotated and would be it would just work it would just work amazing yeah stack views all the way it would just work trademark yeah until they don't work then you can use auto layout that's the rule (coughs) yeah that's my rule. Yeah, no, I, I like stack views, and they're really easy to use as far as anything is concerned. Because you don't have to worry about what, like anything that you put into it. You can just go, yep, 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 yeah, and it will just stack. The, the best part is your designer comes along and says, "Hmm, looks good. Let's just move that to the top." It's like, no worries, designer. Done. Yes. Now I can go have lunch. 
<laughs> Even though it's at 10.30 in 10 the morning. <laughs> I've earned this. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I like stack views. One thing I really don't like, you might think that I'm an auto layout hater. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not necessarily an auto layout hater. I definitely like it in certain situations. I'm a bit of a hater. I, I quite like auto layout and I quite like using like storyboards mm-hmm. in the case of doing something particularly graphical. Like if it's a really complex layout of like icons and yeah. text and stuff like that, in which case way easier to do it in, uh, and especially if, if things change, it's way easier to do it visually so that you can see what's going on than to do it with, you know, with code because you can't see a thing. Exactly. Yeah. And so in situations like that, I'll use storyboards and auto layout, but auto layout has the other benefit of sometimes it works when nothing else will. Yeah. So as an example, remember when we had the me- the talk about messages and in that talk you were like in that episode um you were talking about how if you have a messages app the margins the top and bottom yeah. margins are a bit weird. Um they're still weird even like now. Oh, I just assumed they would fix that. No, I haven't looked that for was, a while. They were weird right up until the end. I never um, finished my unless they fixed it apps. in the Golden Master, which is by the by that time I was like, yeah, I'm done. Yeah. I, I don't need to do anything more, and it still works, so it's fine. So it was mostly fine for me. Like I had no trouble with that working with a messages app and effectively just a scroll view, like because it's just a collection view. I just basically put that in there, and it was like, yep, okay, I'm gonna like you know give you the insets and stuff like that and if you scroll it will like go behind the status bar and everything's yeah hunky dory until i came to wanting to send something inside of the view oh there you go you wouldn't be able to do that without hard coding the width of that nav bar i, I did I, I managed to do it without hard coding any numbers that's awesome hard coding numbers <laughs> Yeah, like, you know, definitely. Like just, but I was nah. just like, what is this? You can't pin to anything. So I did. But um, this might have changed by the time that I got to it, yeah. whereas like it might have been broken when you got to it. But it's still like there's still so much broken. Like you 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 can't use any like margins or even the like even the edges and stuff like that don't necessarily work. Uh, there's I, actually like a known issue in if you read the release oh, yeah, notes, it, it kept says coming out as a known issue. The something or other workaround is just to hard code in a value of about 110 i think it said i was like cool good workaround so i managed to use the anchors the anchor points which is nice in auto layout okay. that's that's yeah, a anchors nice part of auto layout. generally pretty good when did they come in do they come in about nine, ios 9 i think yeah. yeah so in ios 9 you got anchors we got anchors for a ton of different things on views that you can uh effectively create really quick uh auto layout constraints to yeah and it's really useful if you want to do one of two things. You mm-hmm. either want to snap it to the edges like, oh, yeah. all the way around. That's the most common one. Uh, or you want to center it. Yes, true. And that's what I used. That's what I use. I use centering. So I think, I think technically it snaps to the edges. So I'm using the left and the right anchor point. Mm-hmm. And I then center it vertically. Yeah, okay. So the only bug that I had with that... The, literally the only one bug is that the center point when you're in the compacted view of the messages yeah. takes into account the top because effectively your view is just starting at where your your view starts yeah but it doesn't take into account the bar at the bottom yeah i had this problem and so it's centered as if like your the text thing is not there right the but the the box at the bottom is good yeah. is not there which is, I mean, it kind of looks a bit weird, but yeah, well, what can you do? 
It's exactly the problem I had. So, I mean, I've used anchors. And then, like, so I was showing you before the, the Stackview thing that I'm using for this, um, for the widget of, for other has the margins that are the same as other, like the same as like Apple, uh, Apple um, widgets. Yep. Like the favorites widget and the activity widget on one side. Yeah. Has a specific margin. Yeah. And they're for the, like the, the icon. Yeah. And so snapping to those, you, I couldn't use the anchors and I couldn't use my go-to, like I'll just set the frame on this. I ended up having to use like set up actual, like actual programmatic constraints around the edges. Yeah. Did you use the string API or the, like the really verbose, but at least type safe? I used the type safe. Yeah. That's what I do. I I hate it. I hate it with a passion. Yeah. It's awful. Uh, It's the worst API I've ever, like I've ever come across ever. (laughs) Just, just that's it. Like no other API is as bad. They could do so much better. Well, there's heaps of libraries, libraries, right? I've never tried them, but just reading the readmes on GitHub, they're like, yeah, that's better. How is this not the way that they just should have done it in the first place? Mm. I I don't use auto layout enough, like to to go to go and use those. I probably should, but you know, whatever. But yeah, I use the the really like really verbose uh, auto layout constraint setup things to create my constraints to each of the margins around the edge. Yeah. Uh, and setting up those margins automatically, I got the the you know, I got the you know, fancy inset ones because they're not because otherwise all your margins are like eight pixels. Yeah, and then it's wrong or it's like it's zero because you're not actually taking into account the margin. Yeah, I had I this was before anchors. Now anchors it's about four lines to pin all the way around the edge. Yep, but I made a um category or extension. Oh yeah, just for it. So like you just go like view dot. I think I called it pin to parent or something. That was nice. Did you steal that off Russell? No. Because <laughs> I think Russell posted something like that in the, on a Slack the other day. Maybe he stole it from me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, I honestly know. didn't. <laughs> Unless I, I forgot I did. Yeah, I don't know. That is a good kind of roundabout way of setting up those basic stuff. Like, mm. you know, Because that's all I do. Because I mainly do the... Because I'll snapping to the edges. The visual layout thing. Yeah. Like um, storyboard nib style. Yep. Uh, but especially if I've done a nib, right? Yep. Because I've done some complex view that I'm going to reuse. I'll use a nib for that normally. But you got to put, you got to load that nib and put it in a view, basically. And so you want to pin, you just want to pin it to the, yep. the edge. Yep. Which is so, ninety five percent of the time, if I'm in code writing auto layout, it yep. is it's like pin to all the edges zero 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 zero, and it was just getting so annoying. Yeah, makes so. sense. Whereas I write everything in code, so it would be useful for me to have something like that, even yeah. though, even though I don't. But I I have been writing actually ever since I've been running Swift, I've been running a lot more extensions on classes to do to add stuff like that. Cause yeah, it's, it's so much stuff. easier. Yeah. It almost felt, I don't know, an objective C land. It almost felt hacky. I'm not sure why, because it wasn't. But in Swift, it's like totally cool to write extensions. Categories felt weird and kind of hacky. Extensions feel good. I have no idea why. Categories. I don't. I, I think the part of it is the header, with categories. Yeah, because you got to put that like you your put a, prefix thing on it. Yeah, and you, you almost and you got to in Swift too. Almost. Yeah, but like the um, more more to the point, like you've got a header right in categories, which a lot of the time you just like you you have to like lay out all your different methods that you're gonna do, and then you have to write the actual methods, and it just like it the header adds a lot more work in that regards. I think. Whereas, like writing an extension, and you have to have it like you like you would set it up in its own file somewhere. Yeah. Whereas an extension, you can you just like add it at the bottom of your file. Like I'm only going to use it in this one, so yeah. I'll just stick it here. 
Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I, I see how that could be useful. So tell us. Yeah, I was just about to say on Android land, that's the biggest thing I miss is extensions. Oh, yeah. Oh, there's so many times where I run into something and just go, if I could extend this class right now, it just would make my day so much easier. But no, I have to subclass it. Yeah. That, that's Java, right? Yeah, that's, Java. Yeah, well, Java-ish. It's Java. Well, okay. <laughs> the syntax and words and everything <laughs> is, is Java. Java. <laughs> But the Google lawyers will tell you it is not Java. <laughs> <laughs> it is Java. It is Java in every sense except by name. I think it's even called Java. I don't know. I could never keep up. It's, it's but anyway, like, Sun it's sued like Google over this. So it's like the a rose by any other name. It's a it's a Java by any other yes. name. I I keep meaning to try out Kotlin, which is like the Swift of the. Android world, but it's third party, and I don't know. I just haven't got around to it. But I think you can do all the stuff I want to do in there, and I'm sure I would love it. But anyway, uh, on the Android side, there's actually many, many ways to lay out your views yep. by design. Same thing. You can either do code or XML. And I know everyone is like, whoa, XML, that's nuts. Why would I want to do that? But it's so good. Like, I really like the XML. It's it's almost like the in-between world of what we have on iOS. Because, I mean, your storyboard is XML. But in Android land, that XML is easy enough to write yourself. Like, you could... Well, it's like HTML, isn't it, effectively? Pretty much. It's not quite, but it's almost more like React JS, I guess, where you have components rather than... So everything is made up of views rather than... So if you were writing text there, you wouldn't put it... There's no tag. You can't tag it to say bold. Right. You would have a text view and that text view's attributes would be set to bold. So it's almost right. like HTML, but not not quite. Um, but yes. In, in, in a lot of ways. <laughs> in a lot of It feels like you're writing HTML. So yeah, I, I pretty much always write in XML land and I have the, the preview window open, which kind of gives you a render of what it's going to look like. Oh, right. Okay. So you can see it, but you're still coding. Which is like writing in HTML. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But anyway, so there's all these different layouts they're all called i think they're technically called view groups but you can think of them as layout styles yep uh, so you've got linear layout that's probably the actually not quite the easiest to understand frame layout i'll start with that frame layout mm -hmm. just puts everything in it where you say so you can say center or you can say top left or which is like setting things up with like recs and springs and structs yeah pretty so much and you could set yeah you could set the margins to be like left 80 top so that's very basic and you know it's not going to be very extendable or whatever like it's not going to yep. work very well if you want different screen sizes you're gonna have to drop into code and like work out your margins if you wanted to do stuff like that yeah okay Which is why you don't have to do that you've got other layouts that handle this sort of stuff for you so the yep. next one is linear layout okay. that's stack view so so just vertical or horizontal, or horizontal yep. and you can put them in each, inside each other all of these layouts go inside the other ones as well yeah okay so you can create kind of like you know, really complex stuff yeah and that's why I was a big lover of stack views when they came out because I had been using linear layout on Android and just going, this is just so superior to anything we have yeah. in iOS land. Like, it's so easy to just stack up some views. Whereas if I tried to do this in order of layout, this would take me forever. Oh, I remember, I remember <laughs> having to like, you know, set up, if you wanted to set up anything with auto, with, with auto layout constraints, you would stick them all in. Uh, and you then like have to create constraints for like height and width of each of the things. Yeah, that was a and requirement. Then you go, like, and then like through and in between one. each one and around the edges of each one. And 
But be oh. careful not to like pin the top to that one and then it's bottom to that because then it's double constrained. And yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, crazy. No. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, I was like using linear layout going, this is just so much better. And now we've got stack views on iOS. So it, they are almost identical. The only difference is that one I mentioned already. So yep. there's no like set spacing to eight or whatever in linear layout, which is really annoying. And they should totally add that. You set spacing between all the views. Yeah yourself well you should be able to set like a global spacing and then like an override yeah definitely you totally that, should. That, that's the way that i see it you know should be done uh the next most common one is called relative layout and this one we don't have an equivalent um in ios land but this one basically allows you to set things relative to each other so you can say um put this like you literally say put this to the right of that other view right. like all the views have IDs, yeah. so you can say layout to the right of that other one, layout below this one, and it goes through and yeah. works all that out, and hopefully you didn't mess up your logic so the, in your head. So the closest thing to that is like constraining two items to each other. It is, except as of Android uh, testing me, 7, 6.1, we have constraint layout, and I think it's backported anyway, so yeah. um, you can use it on your old Android too, and constraint layout is auto layout. Right, yeah. So that's you. like your constraint style layout where you do set. And they're kind of pushing it. And I'm like, no, I hated auto layout. I always used to celebrate how it was so much better on Android. <laughs> and they've added a button to Android Studio to go like convert to constraint layout. I haven't clicked it yet. <laughs> <laughs> Just avoid it. I don't it's, want to. That, I like the old. It's the fix issue. I was perfectly happy with my like, combin pretty much I always use combinations of uh, relative and linear. Yeah. Well, anyway. I mean, I I think one of the things about having choice in that kind of matter, it, it, like even having the constraint option as a choice, means that you can kind of you, you can choose the best one for your particular situation. Exactly. Yeah. And they all still work. Um, there's more. There's quite a few. There's grid. Grid is pretty self-explanatory. It's just a you could do it with linear. Yep. Um, but grid has some fancy stuff to do with screen size. So you might say to it's a kind of like across. a collection view, maybe. Yeah. Except. So there's another step above it, which is closer to a collection view, which is recycler view. Right. Um, and that one handles all the cell reuse and stuff. Yep. So grid layout, is, they're all there. There's no like cell reuse. So if you have a 10,000 item grid layout. They're all there. They're all there in memory and that's not going to work. But more to the point, it's like if you have a certain number of cells and that number of cells goes beyond what the width yeah, would be, it'll just wrap is yep. effectively what I mean. That's yeah, it. Okay. Um, I don't use that one that much because I tend to use the higher version, Recycler View. Yeah, well, why wouldn't you really? Um, which is definitely more complex to set up, but it's you like yourself in the future when something changes and you're like, well, it doesn't matter because I use the good one and yep. my cells are resizing perfectly and are being reused so I can scroll still. Yep. That's pretty much it off my head. There's heaps of other ones, but I don't really find myself using them. I pretty much get by with linear and relative and frame. Frame is used. Uh, this is the prime case, uh, just like I said on iOS, where I like lay out a nib, and then I have to put it somewhere. Yep, that's that's frame. So you would just have a frame in your layout. Ah, uh, yeah, okay. So like an empty frame, and then in code you would be loading something into it. Yep. So you just like attach it to the frame, and then it resizes perfectly your thing without going like pin to top, left, bottom, right. You just put it in the frame. Yep. Because it's a frame layout, it just does it? It'll automatically do it. So yeah, I much prefer laying out views on Android. Yeah, I think it's the biggest difference. 
I, I don't know that like other like stack views, I think, are the closest thing on iOS to perfection that we have. Yes. I'm not a hater of auto layout or storyboards. Like I, I don't hate them. I use them where I feel like yeah. they're necessary. I guess they're a necessary evil, but I don't I don't necessarily like them either. Uh and I definitely don't think that in a lot of situations they're that useful, especially pre story like pre stack views yeah, where I'm, you had to like set I'm up an auto layout hater. It's crazy. Like crazy. I um, still use it, but I like curse the entire time. <laughs> it shouldn't be this hard. I, I I hate the. I will I will go as far as saying that I hate the uh, the the um, programmatic way of having to yeah. set them up. Because oh god, that is the worst. I like in storyboards. Like the I I'm okay with them, but they're not. I I wouldn't call them perfection. I wouldn't call, for that matter, I wouldn't necessarily call using springs and struts the perfect way of doing things either. Yeah, Obviously, I'm, there's a reason we were, like people have moved on from that. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, I think Springs and Struts was so easy to understand that we went from like really easy to understand to exceedingly complex. Yeah. And I kind of would have rather the middle ground, I think. Yeah. And that's one of my biggest complaints. Well, I mean, Springs and Struts like existed like in the early storyboard days, and mm. in Zibs, obviously, nib, definitely nibs and, nibs and stuff. And it still does. You it, can it still does. You can turn off auto layout if they're you want not, and use it. The problem with them is that they 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 don't represent visually particularly well. I don't think. Like, I don't feel like they they're particularly good in a visual sense. But auto layout kind of works if you understand it properly. But it is complex. I swear. And no one's ever shared this memory with me, so I'm going to put this out there and see if someone <laughs> else would go, yeah, you're right, it did used to do that. When we had springs and struts, you could, in Interface Builder, like set up your whole thing and then just resize the window, even though it, was, it wasn't running, it wasn't like a running app. Just in the Interface Builder, you could sit there and drag the size of your window around to see if everything was working. Do you remember that? Am I, have I just like made up this amazing feature? Because <laughs> these I days... I don't remember that because it's it been doesn't so work. long. Yeah, it does. Like if you've got a freeform view, so you're probably making a nib, and you've used auto layout, you can resize that view, but it won't update. You got to like resize it to what you think, and then go down the bottom and click update constraints, and then it will resize. Yeah, and update, go, cool, like it works. The, yeah update the frames. Yeah, but I swear back in the day we could just because I remember just like you know doing a quick select the corner and drag my mouse around a bit and uh, go like cool it's working. I wonder if that's because of the fact that it takes auto layout just a little bit longer than it does with springs and struts. And I also was working on Mac apps, so this that might be a big difference there. That might be a big difference. But yeah, I yeah. S- and it was probably in the days when um interface builder was a separate thing. I do remember it being a separate thing. Yeah. I think that's part of the reason that I never got in like cuz I almost I almost I did like nibs and stuff almost immediately. Like I discovered that you could do things programmatically. I was like, <laughs> that's it. That's <laughs> awesome. I'm doing that. That's, and so like, it was maybe it was like, I don't even think I released an app with nibs and stuff because I, I think part of the reason that I hated nibs so much was because you had to have one for every freaking view controller that you created. I mean, you didn't have to, you didn't have to, <laughs> clearly you didn't have to, yeah. but you would create them for but the template would give you it. Yeah, yeah. It would give you it. And so you'd have all these freaking nibs and I just, yeah, I'd, so many yeah. like and so you've effectively I mean, got kind three of files exists. for every yep that's true and so I just, that's I just why storyboards hate, hate were cool so but these days i hate segways so i'm kind of like i kind of fall back i'm using nibs more than yeah i, I mean, used to i nibs are still useful i like i'll often make a custom view and that's that's a nib i like 
right click, new nib, zip, whatever they're called these days. So I don't have Struggle the problem. To keep up. I don't have the problem because I just, <laughs> I just set all my stuff up programmatically and it's all just there in the class. Hey, here's a question for you. Where do you put so you said you were using um layout subviews? Yeah, if you did layout subviews and view. This is layout. actually for a custom view rather than in the view controller. So say you've got a custom view. Do you if take got custom a... views much? So you've got a UI view subclass. Yeah. Yep. And you want to add some subviews to that. Yep. Like so just hidden away in the implementation. You're going to go like, so back in your view controller, you're going to go jelly sweet custom view dot create, whatever. Yep. But in jelly sweet custom view class, where do you add the sub views? Like the ones you need to use. So I've seen so many methods for this and I'm still not sure what is like the actual best way. So creating the sub views of a view. Yes. Like actually initializing them. Is that what you mean? Or yeah. And then adding, adding them. them. So I, I think I do that mostly in init. Yes. What if you need to know the width and then you would go and resize them in layout subviews, I guess. Okay. So there's a couple of things. So you get init with frame. Yeah. This is, init this is kind frame. of where the question comes from. And that typically, I think that's like the, as far as UI view is concerned, that's the, uh, like that's what, what are they called? It's not the convenience. It's the non-convenience yeah. uh, initializer. Um, so that's the, you know, the designated initializer yes. for UI view. So if you're subclassing UI view, you can that will be the one that you call in your in your initializer anyway. Yeah. So I'll typically like override that, that method sense. anyway. And so I'll be given the frame that I'm supposed to have. Um and so I I can just use that to set up my initial frames. What about in it with coda? You just ignore it because you're never gonna use it. Oh I never use it because I don't yeah. use storyboards and stuff. I don't That's have that. That's a problem. common strategy. Like there's a lot of people just throw the fatal assert in, in it with coder and say not supported. So because I don't use because I don't use storyboards and stuff like that, my understanding is that it's not necessarily such a problem. No, it's if not. it's if it's a like if it's particularly easy and I don't necessarily have to like use the coder to pull things out, I, I might like throw some stuff in there. But yeah, pretty much all of my knit with coders have got the fatal the fatal error in them. Yeah. Oh, man, I hate that thing. I hate that thing so much. But yeah, I, I, I usually set them up in the init occasionally i'll set them up in like their own like property yeah so i have one of the you know the not a lazy property but effectively the same thing where you a computed property yeah where where it, like you effectively call like a function immediately you you have like you wrap it in the curly braces the and then the, after the no after the end so it's like oh, it's I like setting up a lazy about. property yes yes where yes, you yes, use yes. like the curly braces and then after you have like an empty it runs setup, the block and it runs the block and then the block returns the thing yeah. that sets the property yeah and so like yep. you can do that on gotcha. properties that you can do that on like that's how you set up lazy properties but it's yeah, also really you can nice. also set that up just straight up like that mm. now in some cases setting cg rect zero uh, as your initial frame for any views that you create in those things can cause you problems down the track. I've had situations where uh, something inside of that view, like that view might be a custom view of its own and yep. setting stuff inside of that view that needs to be set with like, you know, margins and stuff and yes. updating those can throw things off. Because exactly. it'll be like, it'll be like, you know, your parent view is zero width and zero height. And then you're, you've got a margin of 10 uh, on the, on its sub view. And so when you like when it like actually fills that to size, it's like way off here because of some crazy things that's going on. Yeah. So this is why I've seen a lot of people do the like on first layout subviews. This is where I'm going to set up my. Sorry. Yeah, layout subviews. This is where I'm going to yeah. 
So they have either like a flag or they do a dispatch once or yeah. And they set up stuff up there, but that just feels wrong too, because it's like that method is called so often. And I know you're only calling it once like inside it, Yep. but it's still like every time you come through that method, you're checking, have I done this? So, no. Okay. So typically what I'll do is I'll check if I'm using the layouts of views, which I do sometimes, I'll basically just uh, check to see if my the view itself has changed in size in any way that is going to cause me problems that I need to actually do my layout again. Yeah. So I effectively right. just like, I just like hold on to the size and then, because I don't care about the origin or anything, just hold on to the size. Yeah. And if that size is equal, which it, there is a method for that, uh, if CG size is equal to size or something, mm. uh, then I will just be like, screw it. I don't need to, you know, I don't oh. need to do my layout again. In Swift, you don't even need that method. Yeah, pretty fancy. Oh, because you can just use the equal equal. Yeah. Yep. I think I still use it. I don't know. It's probably old habit. Probably old, old habits do die hard. Mm. And they're Another actually, day. so I can't remember why I was looking this up. And I can't remember what one I was looking up. But if you go in now that Swift is open source, yeah, we were wondering if the, I think it was a range, but what were we doing with the range? Anyway, you go in and they're not naive implementations of is equal is greater than or whatever. You know, if if there's something in there that would make that operation really fast, they have done it, yep. which I thought was really cool. And the fact that we could check that because it was open source was also really cool. It was like, I wonder if they doing equal equal here is right, or should we just check the the width is the same? You know, that's completely made up. But so we went in and looked through the source and go like, oh, cool, they did do the... They did that already. Yeah. So we can just use the like equal equals and it all looks clean. Swift is pretty keen on the idea of like f- like speed. I think. I mean, obviously, mm. it's it's named for the fact that it's supposed to be quite speedy. But if you look through all this, all the standard library stuff, quite a few methods and stuff have um, like the big O not- notation yeah. on like the speed, uh, which I, I mean, I it means very it means so little to me in in the long run. But it's kind of like it kind of shows you that they've they've thought about it like well this so is that's actually that in the considered. Um, i don't know if it's in the naming guidelines per se it's in one of the style guidelines yeah. is any property so if you've got a um a custom getter on your property yep. the rule is if it's not oh one yeah you should document that so properties are assumed to there be oh one yep if it's not oh one you must document that's the rule so like it's it's this thing where it's it's obviously quite uh you know they they think about it a lot so uh, it doesn't surprise me that they try to get the fastest you know mm. possible thing going makes sense yeah it's cool so uh there will be a few show notes i think maybe we've definitely mentioned a few things so i'll probably throw those in the show notes uh and you can get in contact with us tell us about why you hate springs and struts or why you hate auto layout or why you Hey, love Android. storyboards, <laughs> Jake. Why you love storyboards? Yeah. Uh, or if you uh, if you want to talk talk to us, or oh, Android, or maybe you love the way that Android does it, uh, we'd love to hear from you. You can jump onto our website. There's a place to email us from there. Uh, it's mobilecouch.co, uh, and all the show notes and all the email and everything. Everything's there. It's all there. If you would like to get in touch with us individually, just you, know, you want to send a personal like. I don't know, hate tweet. No, <laughs> don't send that. If you want to send personal hate tweet, then you should just like, you should just delete your account. Yeah. Uh, if you want to send some lovely, lovely tweets that are, you know, nice and whatever, 
Ben, he's on Twitter. That's Ben Trangrove, B-E-N-T-R-E-N-G-R-O-V-E. And I'm also on Twitter as Jelly Bean Soup. That's all. Thank you to our patrons for supporting the show. They are amazing. And thank you to you, you specifically. No, 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 not you. You. Yeah, you. you. I was the other you. Yeah. Oh. Thank you to you for listening. Until next time, goodbye. Bye.